0: What is going on? It is your man Hendo here. I am him. She is her. How are you doing today, Yolanda?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you?
0: I'm well. I'm well. Listen, it is another week closer to football. mini minicamp has started this week, so I'm very ecstatic. And you know, next week on Tuesday, I believe, that's when the veterans report to camp.
1: I think so. Tuesday. So we are one step closer to Ravens football returning.
0: Yes. And I think that this week the Ravens are scrambling to make a few moves to better their teams. We will get into that a little bit later, but not too certain if, if these are moves that are going to actually help the team or just some camp bodies, just to have somebody around to take reps so that the starters don't get hurt. Because you know, if you're a Ravens fan throughout the years, you've seen a team go into preseason training camp and just there are a myriad of injuries that kind of derail us before the season even begins. So is there anything you want to tell the people before we get started?
1: I just wanted to say hello to everyone. Thank you so much for coming out on a Friday evening and spending some time with us. We appreciate you being here.
0: Yes, indeed. All right, let's see who we got in the house right now. Bazel, what's going on? Always the first. Mm -hmm. My baby girl Jazzy, how you feeling? Mm -hmm. We got Jose from Lunch Break Hot Take and the house is going on. And if you have not seen earlier, Jose and I did a pop-up stream on Lunch Break Hot Take. Make sure you go check it out. It's a really dope episode. And we ran for almost two hours.
1: I could get used to that. Two hour streams, Friday afternoon. I like it. So thank you both.
0: Yeah, you might get another pop up stream, but it definitely will not be for two hours. We got Raven Ron in the house. <laughs> Raven Ron said, What's up? And no, you spelled army wrong in your shirt. No, sir. USMC is the correct spelling for military. It always has, and it shall always be that way. So let's jump into these first topics. And if you live under a rock or you just haven't been paying t- attention to the news today, the Baltimore Ravens signed running back Melvin Gordon to a one-year approximately 3.1 million dollar contract. Now for me, this signing makes no sense whatsoever. Um I understand that Gus Edwards may still be a little bit hurt. So they need to bring in somebody for reassurance uh i don't I don't think the team has much belief in Justice Hill. He can come in and do spot duty, but I don't think he can do a bunch of heavy lifting throughout the season. So bringing in Melvin Gordon, who was in a first round pick in the 2015 draft, a first round pick has bounced around to a few teams. He was drafted by San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me. Um, he went to the Denver Broncos and more recently he just won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs now. With the Kansas City Chiefs, he did nothing but collect the ring. So, for me, I think that the Ravens just wasted a bit of money. That $3 million could have gone elsewhere. It could have gone to help for the offensive line. It could have gone to help for the secondary, maybe a pass rusher. And let us not forget, Dalvin Cook, to me, the number one free agent still on the board, is still available. How do you feel about this signing?
1: You literally took the words right out of my mouth i was going to say the signing to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense especially because there's a much better player who is a free agent on the market so i don't really know a whole lot about melvin gordon but from what i've read and the little i've heard he's just not comparable um to a dalvin cooks so the fact that i heard somewhere that he has a lot of drops um over 20 some odd drops. I want to say either last season or, or maybe the season before mm-hmm. that's concerning and, or fumbles, Fumble. and sorry, not drops. So fumbles. So it's like, okay, why are we continuing? Hey, Tanja, why are we continuing to add players who have a known history of drops and or fumbles? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. So I do think this was probably a waste of money, but um, you know, that $3 million could have gone elsewhere, like you said, to shore up that um, offensive line, cornerback depth, or even pass rush.
0: Correct. And we all know the best way to get into John Harbaugh's doghouse is to fumble the ball. And okay. Melvin Gordon cannot seem to hold on the ball, even with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, with Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde's Edward Allaire and him being hurt for most of the season. He didn't make an impact. Like he could not get into games. So if you can't get into games on that injury talent depleted team, what do you think you're going to come to Baltimore to do? I mean, I know we have a history of recycling running backs and they have decent seasons, but to me, it just seemed to be a waste of time. And that's right. Reagan Ron. Ron says waste $3 million. Figuring out a Saquon deal would have been great. Yeah. Um, apparently Saquon Barkley has scrubbed all of his social media, of any giants paraphernalia and normally when that happens that means they're either sick of the team or they're trying to renegotiate a deal unfortunately because he was franchise tag and the tag deadline has gone they cannot do anything he has to play under that 10 million dollar tag or set out the season so if the ravens do trade for him it's only going to be for one year unless they plan on doing something and working something out with him in the future especially with the uncertainty with jk dobbins right school would
1: have been great too but i would have just really been happy with dalvin
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and like Cassina life says jk dobbins is starting camp off on the pup list listen it's a bunch it's a bunch of guys starting off on the pup list um uh pat ricard he had hip surgery in the off season he's not going to be available for beginning the training camp um pepe well yeah when I move on, how do you, how do you get hurt and you don't play? I'm not understanding it.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it was Pepe who's on pup or the non. No, it's Pepe. Football injury reserve injury list or What's whatever. On? Non-injury, uh, non-football related injury. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, he's on one of those lists. And I was like, Oh, great.
0: Well, I think that was Gus, either Gus or Tyus Bowser. Cause I know Tyus Bowser isn't going to be available for the right. start of training camp. So once again,
1: that's another one. And John Harbaugh said, well, We fully anticipate having Rashad back I in the building think. really soon.
0: Indeed. I Don, Don, I need you to hit me up on Twitter, bruh, or wherever. You know, we have business to discuss, sir. But yes, listen, we start the season off with a list of injuries. So going yeah. forward, are you. Kind of confident that we can keep the injuries down. I know that Steve Saunders is gone, and a lot of that blame was put on him. But the team used to be injured before he came to the, the facility. So I don't know. Is, do you think that this franchise is snake bitten?
1: I don't know. I don't know if, about snake bitten. I do think that there is some mishandlings in terms of players that they're drafting, players that they acquire. It just seems like. A large number, and I don't know percentages, but it just seems like a large number of players that come into the Ravens organization are recovering from an injury, had a prior serious injury, about to be injured. It's just, it's it's like a snowball effect. So to hear that we had so many people or so many players um, placed on the PUP list today and then the non-football injury list, Mm -hmm. that was a little concerning. So
0: Yes, it is. So hopefully, you know, we can hope for the best and just pray because I do think for once that the Baltimore Ravens have a Super Bowl contending team. I think this Mm -hmm. season we will actually make a run for the Super Bowl. We won't get in, lose the first or second playoff game. Worst case scenario, AFC Championship. I think that would be suitable, especially with the first year offensive coordinator, some new pieces at wide receiver, a second year defensive coordinator. I Mm -hmm. think that AFC Championship should be the floor super bowl should be the ceiling how about you i
1: absolutely agree 100 percent. nothing less than the afc
0: um, championship all right and we are flying through these topics listen i don't even, i don't know how long this, we might not be here half an hour okay. it's slated for the half an hour unless the people in the comment section have something that they wish for us to discuss mm-hmm. but listen we only have two more topics to get through so my next the next topic and the question that i have for you during the upcoming season who do you think has more pressure upon them? Lamar Jackson for them finally putting pieces around him, because that's been a nerd of all off season for a lot of these uh, broadcasters on these networks is all the excuses have been taken away from Lamar. He now has wide receivers to work with. He has a new offensive coordinator that is a pass first uh, guru supposedly. And, Now he has no excuses why he shouldn't go out here, have better passing numbers, and actually win. Or is the pressure on the coaching staff to finally get things together, coach up some of these draft picks that we seem to want to have to go out and get, or is it a combination of both, do you think?
1: I think that the correct answer, at least in my opinion, is more pressure on Lamar. But I feel like it should be rightly placed on the coaching staff, but it's not. So by that, I mean, for all the reasons that you just stated, the pressure is absolutely on Lamar. He is going to take center stage and the spotlight is going to be on him. It's either he has an amazing season and that probably still won't be enough to some commentators, but if he you know, either has an amazing season or he's going to be, the talk of the rest of the you know the season and going into the postseason. Oh, they paid him all this money and they gave him these new additions and wide receivers. They surrounded him with talent. They gave him a new offensive coordinator and look what happened. So I do think that he is going to take the you know the the short end of the stick if he does not have a spectacular season in it. Um, but I do believe that putting 100% of the blame or applying all of the pressure on Lamar is, you know, I think that's unfair because it largely starts with, and not just um, the offensive coordinator, but it also goes to, you know, it starts with the head coach and Mm -hmm. I want to see differences this year. I mean, from time clock management, (laughs) you know, the clock not winding down, that's not a Lamar per se problem. That's something that, you know, I hear from Ravens fans who've been in the or who've been fans for years. That's been an issue for a very long time, even before Lamar. So, some of these problems that we're seeing from the Ravens, I don't think it should rightly be placed on Lamar, but I do think he will get the um he will be the the reason that you know, the Ravens didn't succeed if anything, if that should
0: be. Okay. So, I agree with the reasons that you put forth but I think that the pressure should be on the coaching staff. This team has let Lamar down since he's come into the league. I know he had an MVP season, but as far as surrounding him with the talent, getting him an offensive coordinator that actually knows what he wants to do or kind of adheres to his strengths. I know that running is a strength of Lamar's, but it's not the only facet to his game. So to me, I think that throughout John Harbaugh's tenure, um, even some of this blame has to be put a little bit on Arctic on Ozzie Newsome. They haven't developed the talent. They've drafted some of the most players in the NFL out of, I think them in Denver, maybe at the top over the last five years or so, but yet still we constantly have to keep drafting and overdrafting certain positions. So to me, once that seat starts getting hot for EDC, I think he's gonna look at Bashadi and say, Look, bro, I'm supplying Lamar with the I'm supplying Harbaugh with the pieces to get it done. He's just not coaching him up. So the pressure should fall upon them. But of course, being that Lamar is a black quarterback in the league and he is the topic of some show, some YouTube channel, just some podcast across the world every hour upon the hour, I think the blame is mostly going to fall upon him.
1: Agreed. Absolutely.
0: How you doing? Mr. Galloway, what's going on? Make sure that you go over to Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway. Check him out. Very dope content talking all things hip-hop, especially old-school hip-hop, because that is the era that we grew up in, and now he has kind of pivoted a little bit to interviewing people in the music industry fashion. So check it out. It's a real, real dope channel. Yeah, I
1: saw um, Dre, I saw the episode i guess maybe a week ago where you interviewed the gentleman from um the uk i thought that was so terrific excellent interview excellent interview and i love the collaboration from just learning how people like we say across the pond view hip-hop and it was a really good episode so if you guys haven't checked that out make sure you do that go over to mr galloway's channel
0: indeed indeed listen he is the hottest thing smoking on youtube right now
1: yes <laughs> all right.
0: Before before we get into this last topic, can you let the people know what happens in exactly two weeks and 45 minutes from now?
1: <laughs> in two weeks, you don't want to miss the August 4th meetup, the roundup meetup. You do not want to miss. You're going to be able to come out and socialize with all of the YouTubers who have been entertaining you for the last couple of years. That's Pendo from the Road Pod. That's um, Jose and Brodney from Lunch Break Hot Date. Chris Just Joking from the Deep Cover Podcast. Open mic with OTR Mike. And none other than Coach Evans from Sip to Tally and more Sip to Tally. $50 is all it takes to get you in. There is going to be food, non-alcoholic beverages. There's going to be prizes, raffles, giveaway, q and I just, the list goes on and on. Just be there, okay? Do yourselves a favor. If you have not already purchased your ticket, please get your tickets before it is too late. Yes. 7 to 9.30 p.m. We'll see you there in two weeks.
0: Yes, we will. And like Jose stated earlier, there are a limited number of tickets because we wanted to make it a small quaint affair, you know, just have something where we can have fun, get together with the people, get to know the community that we have built over these last few years. Listen, we have a very special gift. I will keep, I find myself almost slipping up and telling people what the gift is, but it's something that a lot of people will treasure and it's better than you think. There may be other surprises there. I can't speak upon it yet until it actually comes to fruition. But look, like she said, food, drinks, goodie bags. We have door prizes. We may even do a live stream that includes the people there. So if you want to be on these channels, make sure you come hang out with us August 4th at the roundup meet and greet 50 bucks, 50 bucks. If you go out to eat, it's going to cost you the same amount of money. And there are also other businesses and other things to do once it's done because it's over fairly early, around 9 p.m. So you can go out. There's bars across the street. There's an ice cream shop. It's things to do. So make sure you get your tickets today. Eventbrite.com, the Roundup meet and greet. I hope to see you all there.
1: Yes, indeed. Can't wait to meet all of you in person. (laughs)
0: all right so let's jump into this last topic see how we just streamline things bam 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 all right last topic so to you people in the chat i would like to know which teams in the afc do you feel are getting or may potentially get in the way of the ravens making the playoffs i know pff they did a little poll stating that they felt the ravens would only win eight and a half games this season I don't know how with the with less talented Ravens teams we've accomplished to win 10, 11 games, but somehow this year we're slated to win on average eight and a half. So I'm going to show you a list of teams and you let me know which ones you feel may potentially get in the way of the Ravens making the playoffs. First, we're going to start off with the AFC East. Are there any teams in here that you see or that you believe will stop the Ravens? from getting in the playoffs because there may be multiple teams from this division that actually get in.
1: Number one on my list would be the Bills. Okay. We definitely have to watch for them. Mm -hmm. They are, to me, they're coming back with a vengeance because of how their season abruptly ended last year. And the Dolphins concern me, but not necessarily as a team to, that could, you know, hinder the Ravens. But why the Dolphins concern me is because of how horrific of a loss we took to them last season, which we, we, I won't even talk about. I won't discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Brings up bad memories. Um. So I definitely have that game circled on my calendar as a, you know, get right game for us. Right. So the other team that I would maybe have a question mark is the jets because i really don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. out of aaron Rodgers and in terms of like how he is gelling with his new team um i do think the jets have improved so as we see seven to ten was their record last year i don't think they're going to be a seven and ten um record this year much higher on the win column than they were last year but so if i had to put a question mark next to a team it'd be the jets
0: All right. So, yes, I feel the exact same way. The Buffalo Bills, you know, they've done nothing but retooled. I know they had some slips and stumbles. There's some issues going on with Stephon Diggs. Don't know if he's going to be there for the full season, but they're getting a healthy Von Miller back uh, uh, to White is coming back. He should be fully healthy. Uh, Micah Hyde at safety. And they added added a Michael Floyd, Lyndon Floyd. They added Lyndon Floyd, the pass rusher from the Los Angeles Rams. So defensively, I know they got pushed around a little bit by Cincinnati in the playoffs. I think they should overall be a better team. Not, and let's not forget that they have uh, Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox on offense. The Dolphins, of course, look what they did to us last year. They exposed a weakness in our defense. Um, they've signed... Chosen Robbie Robbie Buddha Anderson at wide receiver, so that gives them another speed merchant to put on the field. Hopefully, they don't get Dalvin Cook. Now, on defense, they added, they traded for Bradley Chubb last season, and this year they got Jalen Ramsey. So you couple Jalen Ramsey with uh Javon Holland and Xavier, Xavier Howard, then that secondary is one to be dealt with. I mean, they just defensively, they are a very strong team with the New York jets last season. If they had any kind of quarterback and they would have made the playoffs, I think they lost each game by an average of like four points or so. And with Zach Wilson being a quarterback, they lost the game to the Patriots. I believe like nine to six or six, three, something like that. So I think Aaron Rodgers is a step up. He doesn't have to be three-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. I just think that he will do enough to actually get them to the playoffs. So that division possibly has three teams that can take up playoff berths. So the Ravens may potentially have to win the division.
1: I agree. agree. So, um, and let us know in the chat if you agree with us or if you disagree, if you have different teams that you think could stand in the way of the the Ravens taking it all this year, let us know. And if you happen to be watching this on replay, leave a comment, let us know what you think. What teams do you think could stand in the way of the um, Ravens going all the way this year?
0: Yes, Daniel Franklin, what's going on? He said the AFC is loaded. Yes, they are. Danity says the Dolphins sticking with Tua, if he can last. Listen, he's been taking jiu-jitsu, so jiu jitsu I'm sorry, to kind of learn how to fall properly. So when he gets tackled, he doesn't get the concussions. I think that they are an extremely better team with Tua in the lineup as he showed against us. What they scored like 35 fourth quarter points? Or, like? In the fourth quarter. In the fourth yes. quarter, like. He put it on us. So they are. Don C also says the Fins and the Bills. So there is competition with those three teams making the playoffs. If those three teams make it, that only leaves four spots left. So next up, we're going to take a look at the AFC North. Who in AFC North do you think will be the biggest contenders to the Ravens?
1: Definitely the Bengals. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be the Bengals unless another team comes and proves. Otherwise, and I know the Browns have been able to like ruffle the feathers of the Bengals, mm. but I think the Bengals are the more complete mm. team. I do expect the Browns to be sneaky good this year. So as we see their 7-10 and 10 record from last right. season, I do not believe they are going to be a 7-10 and 10 record this year. I would give them at least 10 games, at least 10 for the mm. Browns. And so 9-10, to I'll say 9-10. to but I'm leaning more toward ten. I think that um, the Steelers—they've showed up some some um, some broken places too on their roster, so I wouldn't leave them out. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Shug, to me, Steelers don't make this list in terms of the teams that I can <laughs> <laughs> see giving the Ravens a fit this year. So for me, it would just be the Bengals and the Browns and. Obviously, I'm not going to just leave the Steelers out completely, so I'll put a question mark
0: there next to them. Okay. Well, you know, for me, the Bengals are the champs, and you are the champs until somebody comes and beats them. Um, mm-hmm. One of their issues last season, especially at the end of last season, was the fact that their offensive line was decimated by injuries. They were down to their third and fourth string offensive linemen. They've shored that up by a few signers. They signed Orlando Brown Jr., uh, Alex Kappa, uh Karras and lyle collins should hopefully be healthy for the most of the season and they have an addition by subtraction because they've they've done a little bit in the defensive backfield and they let go of eli apple i think eli apple may be the worst cornerback in the nfl and they finally moved on from him so that should help that team out the browns i think the browns can actually kind of compete for a division title I know a lot of people think that I'm crazy and keep saying the Browns are the Browns, but I think overall, aside from possibly the quarterback position and, of course, the wide receiver position, but if Deshaun Watson can return back to form, I think he can rival Joe Burrow. And overall from that, I think the Browns have the more complete team. They've always had a top-five offensive line. Their defense is stout. They've added Zedaria Smith. I mean, you have Denzel Ward at the corner. I just think that the Browns will be a lot better – than a lot of people give them credit for. Now, as far as the Steelers go, Mike Tallman, you know he's not going to have a losing record. Right. So that puts them in. Kenny Pickett, he's going to have another year under his belt. Hopefully they – well, not hopefully, but maybe they get the offense with Matt Canada situated. And T.J. Watt, if he stays healthy for the whole year, because a lot of people don't remember, he got hurt early in the season. And that kind of hurt with them with their production on defense. They just resigned signed uh, Alex Highsmith to a new contract. I just think it's just the defensive backs that may be trouble for them. So to me, all of the teams in this division can vie for a playoff spot.
1: Certainly. And Hendo, would you mind please putting that last list back up for a second? I just have a question for everyone in the chat and for those who are watching on replay. Let us know in the chat really quickly. Bengals, what's your record prediction for them this year? (sighs) And then do the same for the Ravens. Where do you think the Ravens will be? Same for the Steelers and same for the Browns.
0: Toughest division of football, in my opinion. It
1: is. It is. I think the I think the Bengals will certainly be at least 13. Mm-hmm. At least 13. 12 to 13 wins is, is what I'm gonna give the Bengals. The Browns. As I said earlier, nine to ten. But I wouldn't be surprised if they if they you know squeak by with an eleven mm-hmm. um, victory margin but the steelers like you said the x factor for me for the steelers is mike tomlin so all right. um, i don't know where i would i don't know
0: all right welcome david burns welcome to the channel thank you for dropping by if you don't mind make sure you hit that like button and hit that subscribe button before you leave if you like the content um we do a show every friday and every sunday we may add some more throughout the season but i appreciate you coming by he says he's watching from cedar hill texas
1: Thank you for Mm -hmm. joining, David. Thank you.
0: Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right. Let's get into this next division. Next division up is going to be the AFC West. Whoo. This one could be a doozy. It could be if these teams get right, aside from the Raiders. But what are your predictions for this one? Mm
1: -hmm. Chiefs, I think they're right around where they will be. Um, Their win record, I think they'll be right there around fourteen chargers i think they're going to be a little bit lower than 10. i wouldn't be surprised if they are nine maybe eight raiders <laughs> <laughs> raiders uh, i'm going to be generous i'm going to give them seven i'm going to i'm going to up their their number by one their win mm. from, by, uh, from last year broncos It depends. It really depends on what Russell Wilson brings this year. It's largely dependent on that. If we have even a semblance of the Russell of old Sands last year, I -hmm. think that number is going to certainly increase. Maybe not double digits, but nine, eight. Mm. But if we have anything close to what we had last year out of Russell, then... We'll keep it at five, maybe six.
0: So essentially you're just saying you only see the Chiefs as the only ones coming out, the AFC West to make the playoffs?
1: That's it. I'd I'd be shocked if any other team out of this, yeah, division make the playoffs. Chargers, I, I don't know. I haven't been really keeping up with them, so I don't know.
0: Okay. Uh, um, Of course, listen, the Chiefs are going to contend for a Super Bowl to me as long as Andy Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are with this team. Now, when it comes to the Chargers, Justin Herbert, he is supposed to be the next coming of everything that's all good in the NFL. Um, I believe, you know, Keenan Allen is getting a little bit older. They still have Mike Williams, but they just drafted the kid Johnston Johnston from TCU. So he may be Keenan Allen's replacement. Uh, Austin Eckler. Yeah, it depends on what they do with him because, with, you know, that contract situation is a little bit dicey, even though I think they gave him a kind of revised contract. Defensively, they should be a lot better with Bosa, Mack. Uh, J.C. Jackson should come back healthy this season. And, of course, they have Derwin James, the all-pro safety from Florida State. Um, I think they can make a run for the playoffs. They should make a run for the playoffs. The Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Uh, Josh McDaniels is a terrible, terrible head coach. They have Devontae Adams, but what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs? He's been franchise tagged, but is he going to play on the tag? Is he going to sit out? Is he going to hold in? Who knows? I just think the Raiders are going to be Raidering and probably be the last team in the division. Now, the Broncos, to me, are the curious case of Benjamin Buttons. Um, they seem to grow old backwards and do the wrong things. They traded a first-round pick for Russell Wilson, who was in decline. Nobody saw it coming, but... He just wasn't what he was. Then they went out again and traded some more picks to acquire Sean Payton. Now, can Sean Payton turn things around like they did for Drew Brees when Drew Brees came out of San Diego? He was a decent quarterback, but Sean Payton took him to another level. If he can revert back to the form that Russell Wilson used to be, that gives him a chance. Offensively, you know, they have uh, KJ Hamler. They have Cortland Sutton. They have Jared Judy. Uh, Javante Williams, his health is what to me takes this team back into a playoff contender because if he can come back and run the ball well that helps out cuz their defense they had one of the top 5 defenses in the league even when they played us with Tyler Huntley they gave us fits and it took for a fourth down fourth quarter touchdown for them to win the game i think they won 10-9 so that lets you know how good they could be they can make a charge towards the playoffs it just Depends so to you. I guess I could kind of agree with Kansas City being the only team, but I do think that San Diego will make a push for the playoffs. They might. Big Red says it's going to be Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders in that order. So you think that the Broncos are going to overtake the Chargers? Um,
1: I would reverse the order, for the, I would put the Chargers before the, the Broncos, but then okay. again, it depends on what Russell Wilson the version of him that we get this
0: year. Facts. And Daniel says Russ could bounce back, he could. um, if he plays in an offense that's conducive to his skill set, because Russ is on the shorter side, like he is like 5'11, and he's into that improvisation, that rollout game. If they can get back to what made him Russell Wilson, I think they can have a better season. Now, on to the last division in the AFC. We have the AFC South. Oh at it.
1: Okay. <laughs> um <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Okay. That's I'm, I'm definitely gonna go with them. I think they won't be they won't be worse than they were nine and eight last year. I do expect them to win a game or two more, so I would give them ten or eleven wins this year. So I, I definitely expect them to clinch the yeah, division. Mm-hmm. The Titans. Uh, now I'm gonna put them. I don't know. It's it's a toss up between. The Colts and the Titans for me. The Texans, I'm going to keep them at the bottom. But um, Mm. coming out of this AFC South, I can see the Jaguars and possibly one other team, maybe Tennessee. Maybe. I doubt it.
0: Oh, okay. Um, For me, yeah, the Jaguars make it back. Listen, Trevor Lawrence is coming into his own, and I've been saying this all offseason long. They made an outstanding move by trading for Calvin Ridley. If Calvin Ridley can come back and be that 1,300-yard, 10-touchdown receiver that he was a couple of years ago in Atlanta with Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, this takes this offense over the top. Travis Etienne running the ball if he can stay healthy. So I think that the Jaguars will get in just because they're going to be the division winners. The rest of this division is is extremely weak for me. The Tennessee Titans, they don't believe in Ron Tannehill. Even though they added DeAndre Hopkins, it doesn't mean much. They do have Derrick Henry. Um, I can't remember the defensive tackle. He's a monster Kevin Biden at safety. Like, they have certain pieces, and Mike Vrabel is an excellent coach. I don't like him, but he is an excellent coach. I just don't think that they have enough offensively to compete in the AFC. Now, for me, I'm gonna flip flop the Texans and the Colts. Mm-hmm. Both of them are probably gonna come into the season with rookie quarterbacks at the helm. The Colts with, with Anthony Richardson. Um, They do have Jonathan Taylor, but can he stay healthy? The injury bug kind of took over him last season, and they just weren't what they were. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., he's a stud to me. Like, I wish we'd have drafted Michael Pittman Jr. at wide receiver, but we didn't. I just think that there's just going to be a regression on that team. And for the Texans, with C.J. Stroud and the other pieces that they've added, they drafted Will McDonald with the third pick right after C.J. Stroud. But to me, the key factor for the Texans is going to be head coach D'Amico Ryans. Um, what he did with that defense in San Francisco is just outstanding, and I just think that his mentality—he—he's um, going to take this team over the top. I just saw a documentary the other night about him when he came to the Texans as a rookie, with with all of the JJ Watt and all the people that they had on that team. He took the lead. He said, "I'm the leader of this defense. Y'all shut up and listen to me." As a rookie, and he's like, "Look, I'm gonna lead y'all to the playoffs," and that's exactly what he did with the Texans. So I just think his mentality. If he can find the right offensive coordinator and CJ Stroud can be half as good as he was, especially in the latter half of last season, especially the the National Championship Series with Ohio State, I think that they may not be in the basement. I don't think they can contend for a playoff spot, but I think they will maybe double their win total for the season. I don't
1: know about double, but we'll see. I mean, that's a lofty goal. I hear you, but I I still think doubling. Yeah, doubling. Six six, six, wins. That's a lot. That's a lot for the Texans for me. Sorry. I would give them maybe 5.
0: Maybe. So the, I mean with 6 wins, so you got to look at it like this. With with those 3 wins, they have one of the easier schedules in the league. So their schedule's soft to begin with. One, they play two games against the Colts. I'm sure they could take one of the games against the Titans. They may possibly even beat the Jags once, cuz so I think they the Jags have a tough time with them. Right? That's four wins right there. That's four okay. wins.
1: We'll see. I I wouldn't. Six wins. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I think they can do that. But I mean, I don't think that there are any playoff contending teams outside of Jacksonville in there. What's going on, Jared? Thank you for driving by. All right. This is the end of another show. Um, Anything else that you want to tell the people?
1: No. um, Thank you all so much again for joining us on this Friday night for the uh, intentional grounding. Hope you, you hope you guys were entertained. And we look forward to seeing you back real soon. Let us know if you disagree before you, before you um, head out, let us know if you think any other teams that we didn't name or didn't believe would actually, you know, be in the vying for a playoff berth. Let us know. But other than that, thanks again.
0: Yes. Once again, I appreciate you all for hanging out with us on a Friday evening. Listen, a lot of you could be out there partying, but you hang with us helping this channel grow. I appreciate the love. I appreciate everything that you do for me. Um, we didn't mention, we forgot to mention the loyalty points. So every time that you come to the channel and watch the stream, you get loyalty points. And at the end of every month, we give out a prize, which is yet to be determined, depending upon a month. And once a year, we give out a super prize. That month has just not been determined as of yet. So come in, make comment, you get loyalty points if you donate to the channel, if you subscribe, if you subscribe to the Patreon, join the Patreon. All of these things, if you buy tickets to the meet and greet, These things will get you points and help you get some of these special prizes. And these aren't just some bum prizes that I go to five and below and get. These are some real legitimate, oh, this is nice prizes. So make sure that you come back and see us again. We will be back, or at least I will be back this Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Also, next week, I reveal my top 100 players of the NFL. And I think I decided instead of just releasing the list all at once, I think I'm going to do 20 per day. Monday through Friday.
1: Oh, that sounds excellent. Yeah. Live stream Monday through Friday, revealing the top, you know, 100.
0: I didn't say anything about live streaming. I said I was going to release them. They are going to be videos.
1: Okay. I thought they were going to be live streams, but that's fine too. And if you see um, exclamation point points, if you're new and you're wondering why People are putting in exclamation point points in the chat. It's just to let you know how many points you have, loyalty points you have for the month. And it also lets you know who's beating you, who's ahead of you and what you need to do to kind of get yourself back into the lead so that you can be in the contention for the prize at the end of the month.
0: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Living Big with Big Reg, make sure you go subscribe to his channel. Dope content He says are you and Mr. Galloway live tonight We are not sir uh, We are we live stream on Tuesdays Anytime you see us live stream on Tuesdays There will be no content on Fridays So I think Tuesday may be our new thing I do believe If he's still in here he can correct me if I'm wrong But trust me if you get one from him That may be it unless we have something But we have something really special coming up um, Hip Hop's 50th anniversary is coming up We got a special live stream coming up for that So make sure you don't miss it Um, Anything else?
1: Yeah, just make sure you stay tuned and stay plugged in with all of the YouTubers. Turn on those post notifications bells so that you are notified every time content is released on the respective channels. That way you don't miss anything because the season is here. It's like right around the corner. And so I know these gentlemen are going to be putting in the works, pop up live stream whenever there's news, there's going to be videos to to boot. So you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss the content. So make sure you turn, you know, hit the notification bell. Say what?
0: <laughs> Listen, for, okay, for it to be for it to be a live stream for news, it has to be significant news. Like we can't have a Melvin Gordon sign and live stream say, Hey, the Ravens sign Melvin Gordon.
1: Hooray. Right. If there's something additional to the Melvin Gordon signing, because Ravens have a knack of making more than one move. In a day. So it might be, oh, we're signing Melvin Gordon, but then it could be later on in the day, an hour or two later, they do something really big. So,
0: oh, you know. yes, you're correct. Yes, they did today. They, oh, more, uh, something else I forgot to report on. The Baltimore Ravens lost Smoot. He resigned with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So everybody that was so happy, like, yay, we're about to get these five and a half sacks on the team. Oh, problem solved. They Ravened once again.
1: And didn't they bring in someone today? Um, Kyle fact, check me, Fact check me in the, in the comments section or in the chat. The person that they brought in, Van.
0: Kyle Van Oy.
1: Vannoy? Yes. I don't
0: know him. Yes, he played for the Patriots. I forgot who he played with last season. He, he was a very good linebacker. But once again, he, it's, it's to the point where, as, as, as Brady likes to call us, the geriatric Ravens, we like to sign players once they hit over the hill past their prime just to get that big name status. Say, look, we went out and signed somebody. So if that's the big news, one of us, one of us will come up with something, I'm sure. So with that being said, listen, always think for yourself. Never give into conformity, formulate your own opinions, and never, ever forget, most important, be somebody important, be yourself. Until next time, y'all, we out.